This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is E-Factor Radio, created by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And now here's your host, David Wolf. Welcome to E-Factor Radio. I'm David Wolf, your host. The world of business is certainly reinventing itself, and our guest on this segment is an expert in what it takes to reinvent entrepreneurs. Dolores D. McCrory is the chief risk guru of Risk Taking for Success, LLC, where she partners with corporate thought leaders looking to level the innovation playing field. D. is also currently authoring a book on business innovation in a reinvented world. Joining us on the line from her offices in Santa Clara, California, is D. McCrory. D. welcome to the program. Hello, David. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You've worked for some major corporations in this supply chain, corporate area. What can entrepreneurs learn from your experience having been in this environment? Well, you know, David, um, entrepreneurs can learn a great deal of um, looking at it from both sides of the, of the, the field. I mean, I've worked as a uh, supplier to large corporations as well as I manage suppliers. So um, a very key aspect of the reinventing is that it always keeps you fresh, it uh, rejuvenates you, and it helps you remain competitive. How does the idea of risk how does it really fold into creating an entrepreneurial culture? Well, you know, it's it's the uh, risk, and what I focus on is the um, risk-taking aspect. So it's really about um, um, the entrepreneurial part, working with corporations and helping them to not only design entrepreneurial environments so that it's conducive uh, for individuals to feel more comfortable taking the risk that they need to in, in moving towards innovation. So, you know, what I always tell uh, clients is that, you know, you don't get to innovation without taking risks. And um, how do you move creativity? How do you get people to actually take the action? And that's the reason why I focus on risk taking, because it sits between creativity and innovation. It's the actionable part. Would you say you're most active in the uh, technology space or does it run the gamut in terms of your clients um, and partners? Pretty much a high tech space. That's that's uh, mm-hmm. where I. Um, that's where the pain is, and that's where I have the <laughs> experience. And so, you know, it tends to kind of uh, um, map quite naturally for me. So, when you first approach a client, a partner, an environment that is, let's say, not particularly entrepreneurial, what is it you find, and what's the process look like as you begin to unleash the entrepreneurial culture in them? You know, first of all, I. I 
will attempt to meet with the client beforehand. I mean, you know, there's individuals that and corporations that certainly want to uh, be perceived as innovative and be perceived as the risk takers that they need to, or sure. that they, um, in fact, publish on their websites, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a whole nother thing to actually have a culture of innovation and to have a a, a culture where it's uh, safe for individuals to truly take the risks that they need to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I ask a series of questions and I observe. I'm a real um, keen observer. Um, I'm very good at listening between the lines and, you know, what people tell me and what I see and experience are oftentimes two different things. As you introduce the idea of, quote, reinvention, how, how do you approach that with uh, a new group like this or even individuals? And what do you mean by reinvention? Well, David, you know, reinvention as a general term is the active involvement in, you know, your personal and professional evolution. And in the case of entrepreneurs, it's the evolution of their business as well. So the goal of reinvention is to sync the timing of these different areas. And however, it's actually more common that each area evolves along different points of time. So say, for example, um, when entrepreneurs are alert to what can sometimes be subtle changes happening around them yeah. and how these sync with their personal patterns and their business goals, they're actually capable of transforming or reinventing themselves at a faster clip. And that seems to be what companies want to do now. They want to, first of all, understand where they need to reinvent um, themselves. You know, what is the low-hanging fruit, um, so to speak, as well as what is... Um, possibly holding their company back from moving forward and with more innovative products and services. I would imagine you're working mostly with domestic uh, companies here in the U.S. Do I have that right? Uh, yes, that's primarily I'm domestic, although um, uh, I do have some early um, interest in uh, the U.K., and um, also Australia. And since I, I lived in the UK um, uh, for a number of years, that mm-hmm. the, to me it would be sort of like going back home. That's right, that's right. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with Dee McCrory. She's the Chief Risk Guru at Risk Taking for Success, LLC. That website is www.risktakingforsuccess.com. You've got a couple of other uh, websites worthy of mention. Thecorporateentrepreneur.com is the blog. And road to innovation TV is that video over there? Uh, that is, uh huh. Very cool. Thank you. You mentioned that you're mostly involved with the uh, the U.S. Is there a collective consciousness about the United States' need to become innovative, to to sort of crawl into the reputation that precedes American companies and ingenuity and innovation. I mean, do you have a sense that that we've lost some of our way around innovation? Is that a part of what you fold into your process? Um, Absolutely. And, you know, that's a really excellent question, David, because, you know, um, the the reinvention uh, process is not an easy one. And it's, uh, you know, really digging, um, you know, below the the, the surface, so to speak, and it's, yeah. it's more than a word. And yeah. so, you know, innovation has really, um, the, the word itself has become uh, much more popular than the process of getting um, companies to, you know, innovate products and services. And quite frankly, it's um, a lot of, uh, in this country, of what not just locally in Silicon Valley, but um, across the, the country, it's, 
you know, how do you get your workers, how do you get your employee base to really get excited enough about, um, you know, want, wanting to innovate, uh, trusting a company enough to take the risks that they need to take in order to um, to reinvent in the first place. So, you know, there's, there's a number of not just process steps, but it, it's actually... Um, um, it's disturbing uh, to me to see companies really, um, you know, sort of battening the hatches instead mm-hmm. of um, instead of hiring individuals, instead of truly giving people the rain that they need. You know, setting some some really clear guidelines and letting them know what the playing field is, and um, and then you know. Um, ensuring that their leaders are entrepreneurial. And, and that's a very key piece because uh, there was an, a recent article that stated that um, um, oftentimes leaders are the, the least uh, ones to be taking the risk that they need to and, and that they're, they're playing it safer than um, what companies really require. Absolutely. I would imagine there's a relationship between the economic a downdraft that we've been uh, dealing with, and you point to the, the uh, sort of uh, the sense of the CEO perhaps protecting capital, being a little bit less uh, willing to spend out to uh, a maybe idea or a product innovation or to you know create a group that goes off and creates something new. How are you seeing the economy changing, affecting, or disturbing companies' uh, ability to be innovative? Well, and, you know, there, there's different types of business reinventions that I'm seeing in response to, you know, this great recession. And, yeah. um, you know, here in the U.S., where our national unemployment is stuck at 9.5 and, you know, percent and, uh, and so much higher even here in California. But we're, you know, I'm seeing, you know, many more micro business startups, and these are the less than 10 employees, where the former employees who are tired of waiting for the traditional quote-unquote hiring process to kick in, they're now deciding to sort of take out their hobby idea for a spin, see if it sticks. Yeah. So these, these are those forced entrepreneurs who may or may not be prepared to operate a business um, and mm. who may or may not decide to do so long-term. So that's, that's one of the areas that... Um, you know, I'm seeing where people are reinventing um, their businesses. And another area is, um, you know, uh, there's this great recession has changed entire industries. So the second type of reinvention are entrepreneurs who have been in the business for three to five years. And, you know, they're, they're starting to shift their industry focus. So, um, and they're not doing it like all at once. They're actually doing it in parallel, which is, which is smart. Mm. And, but they're starting to do that, um, preparing to do that cutover to a new industry focus um, because perhaps they're seeing their industry as slowing down or maybe um, stale or maybe on the horizon, um, you know, going away down the road. Do you tend to work with companies that are of a certain size or, again, does it run a range of sizes? And, and give us a sense of the color, the difference in, that your process takes to get to reinvention uh, based on size. Okay. Well, um, my focus is primary on um, large corporations and multinationals. And, of course, I do have um, colleagues and friends that make fun of, uh, that kind of uh, you know, giggle at that only because they say, well, wow, you know, you go to the one um, area where it's probably going to be the hardest to uh, help them create entrepreneurism in their, um, you know, in the corporation. But it happens to be, like I said, it's what, um, you know, it's where the pain is and it's what I'm hardwired to do. So I do tend to focus on the larger corporations and um, uh, 
uh, and the multinationals. Um, I do, if I work with the um, small, medium enterprise type of size, sure. um, uh, it, it typically tends to run part mentoring and because um, uh, I work with different organizations. So it, it's part mentoring and part um you know, for fee, but, um, you know, yeah. it really depends. And I even work with uh, uh, organizations that are focused on entrepreneurs um, themselves, and so I, I donate my time for workshops and stuff like oh, that. So wonderful. It really, yeah. really kind of changes the flavor, and, and mm-hmm. the reinvention process can, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it can depending on what you're looking at, really the basics is an eight-week um, program, and you can speed it up or you can spread it out. And it really depends on what the, um, what the company wants to do with it. Do you ever work with startups? Um, I, you know, I don't work a lot with startups. That's, um, mm-hmm. like I said, if I do work with startups, it's uh, typically in a mentoring role. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's a more of a donating of the... Uh, understand, of sure, mind. as opposed to a large contract where you'd walk and go, go in like you're more accustomed to doing and uh, where larger uh, revenue streams are generated for you and your company as well. Correct. And yeah. I, also, I yeah. usually partner with a number of uh, uh, different subject matter experts. Um, so uh, if I take on a, a um, big in, you know, initiative or engagement, I usually will bring in experts in other areas oh. um, that uh, allow me to you know, be bigger than I am um, through partnerships. Within the large structures, I'm imagining there are substructures that can be small integrative groups or individuals. Do I have it right? Absolutely, absolutely. The business units, and um, and that's typically uh, where um, organizations look to reinvent um, uh, areas of mm-hmm. their company because it's really difficult to go into a large corporation and reinvent um, the entire um, culture. Um, you know, I mean, changing the DNA of a company culture is very difficult, and it really takes the commitment, um, you know, from the CEO and the leadership team to and the executive team to really make that happen. Yeah. So what happens is that you get a lot of thought leaders, you get a lot of innovative entrepreneurial leaders within the business units Mm -hmm. and they in fact are looking so they they create change from the inside out Mm. Um, and those are the individuals that typically will partner with me and look to um, drive change uh, within the the corporate structure itself Mm, yeah it really is a change agent you're working on a book d tell us about the book what's the structure of it and what you hope to communicate with it well, um, the book is um, it's uh, titled um, "Innovation in a Reinvented World," and it's um, really looking at the ten essential elements that um, businesses need to focus on. And so, it's yeah. looking at um, uh, you know ten companies and different size structures, so from the micro um, you know micro businesses all the way to the multinational mm-hmm. um, that are basically within each of these um, uh, specific areas are doing a really exceptional job. So it's really about looking at the best of breed and um, and saying, you know what, there you know there are companies out uh, here in the U.S. and it's U.S. focused. Um, there are companies here in the U.S. that are doing, you know, they may not be doing everything perfect, but they really are doing certain things that are very, very, um, um, again, best of breed and mm. something that should be, um, you know, should, should be emulated. Fabulous. When when do you expect it to be released? Uh, September of 2011. September of 2011. We'll look forward to that. Do you have a title yet? 
come? Well, it is the um, innovation in a reinvented world, and um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's you know ten essential elements to succeed in the new world of business, and it's going really going to be about how these companies of different size structures are really um, have reinvented their businesses, and particularly in certain areas of that mm. have um, you know they're they're raising the bar, and so there's there's opportunities that you know because I think just the you know when you read the news and you know, listen to the news everything is so uh, you know negative and it seems to be no one's doing anything right where in fact there there are uh, you know quite a few businesses and individuals who are getting getting it right absolutely well it's a delight to have you we'll follow your story we look forward to the book as well the website is www.risktakingforsuccess.com we've been visiting with D McCrory she's the chief risk guru at Risk Taking for Success LLC you can find her on the e-factor and d thanks so much for joining us oh david thanks for having me you take care thanks for listening to e-factor radio get more podcasts with your premium membership at efactor.com this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com.